0: makes a college a good fit? How do you figure out if it is a fit? And is fit even the right thing to look for in a college? Some of the questions we'll discuss on this week's episode of College for Christians. So, I'm Chris Garrett, professor of history at Bethel University, joined by...
1: Sam Mulberry, professor of history at Bethel University.
0: That was easy. And Sam, over the last two weeks, we've looked at different types of colleges, including, last week, different types of Christian, or maybe call them church-related colleges, or religious colleges. But, precisely because there are so many different types, and they seem both different and similar, I think students and families applying to college often struggle to choose from among the many options. And so, from... At least my experience of like being part of the process to some extent, but especially like talking to admissions folks, reading reports and surveys, it feels like the decision often comes down to two pretty big factors. Uh, the first is cost and relate to that value, and we're going to talk about that next week. And then second, the nebulous concept of fit. People will say, I'm going to come here, it's a good fit, or why didn't you come here, it's not a good fit, whatever that means. So that, that's our subject for today. Um, I think they might go a little bit longer than the usual 30 minutes because there's a lot that fit covers, I think. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk about things that are interesting to you all, listeners. As always, let us know your questions and comments at channel3900 at gmail.com. We'll actually answer a listener question today as part of our discussion. Sam, um, unlike the last two weeks where it was a little bit more kind of history of higher ed, Christian higher ed, I felt like I was a little bit more the kind of, I was, I was the expert here. I'm going to treat you as the expert a little bit All more. All right. Both, because I think you actually interact with the admissions process more than I do in some respects, mm-hmm. and because you're closer to it as a parent yourself. Um, so we're going to talk about fit, what it means, but I actually want to start with a different question you suggested that I think is really important. People will say fit, or if they're given a survey and fit is a category, they might choose it. But you want us to consider: is fit actually a myth? Right. What did you mean by that? Why are you? I don't know if it means you're skeptical or it just means you want people to think harder about what fit means.
1: A uh, bit of both, yeah. um, and I, I actually I think it is very real, but I think it's harder to define than then, you know, we might think. So what's interesting is when you talked about the word fit, you talked about it coming up in the admissions process mm-hmm. along with cost. Mm-hmm. And I would say cost and fit are deeply tied together, but at a different place that I w- work with more, which is when students are leaving a school. Mm-hmm. Like if, if a student is withdrawing from a particular school, the two most common things they will cite are cost or fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this leads me to think about like, well, is fit, is it, I mean, it is intangible, right? There is not a formula we can come up with for fit. It might be undefinable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but it also might be something we can only understand in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Like, because there is this degree to which, you know, fit might be a set of experiences or circumstances you have. Because as we'll talk about today, the school itself can actively try to create a culture around it. Um, it can try to suppress or support subcultures around it, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, part of fit can come down to your ex- your specific circumstances and experiences. If you get randomly put with a roommate and that roommate is a terrible <laughs> match for you, that could lead you to say, "Well, the school is just not a good fit for me." It's like, right. well, that's not really what we what we mean by fit, but we might interpret it that way, or you know, your first week of like orientation, you might meet the person who's going to become your best friend for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life. And that will make the school feel like it fits, or you might meet your people or your subculture or things like that. And those could be things you didn't intend. And you could, there's no way you could research that, you know, and there's no way the school can engineer that. So I just, I want to just acknowledge that there's a part of it there because I think one thing that I will bring up every episode because I think this is the truest thing about college that I've experienced is there is a huge degree. It's not everything, but a huge degree to which college is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to maybe towards the end of the day we can talk about how the role you play in defining how the school you attend fits or doesn't fit for you.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad you raised this. I think it's actually a good place to start. We're going to kind of back away from this and go back to the when you're in the admissions process, is it a fit or not? But this is good. Partly because this whole series, right now we're thinking about like the outset, like how you identify colleges, how you like compare and contrast them. But we want this, we want you to think about this as not just the deciding on go, but like deciding on, as you say, what you make of college and how you experience and how you thrive there. And so fit will be an evolving concept, I think. And I know we're going to come back to this and say in some ways, like you should expect this to change over time and be related to your experiences once you're on campus, whatever that campus is. But you do have to make a decision about what at least that initial campus is, and I want to hold open the possibility you might transfer along the way too. But like at least imagine we're talking now to someone who's um, maybe not, well maybe they're right at the point of deciding, maybe they're kind of like trying to narrow down to a list of schools that's manageable. How do you get a sense of what fit is gonna mean to you? Like how do you determine fit? And I, I think a key place to start here is something we've said many times, it probably depends on what you want out of college, right?
1: Yes. So when in ancient Greece, when you went to visit the Oracle of Delphi, there were two messages you were given, and I think they both apply here. One of them is nothing in excess, mm-hmm. and the other is know thyself. And And I really do feel like my big takeaway from those last two episodes where where me and the listener did a lot of listening was – okay, if I'm going to pick a school, I, sh- I really need to figure out what I want yeah. or what I expect or what I'm looking for. And that can fit into lots of different places. I mean, there are some curricular things like mm-hmm. does this – because I I see this at Bethel sometimes where it's like a student comes to me and it's like I really want to be a physical education major and I have to sit with the student and say – I mean, and this is when they're here and say, well, we don't, we don't have that major. Like there isn't there, – I can walk you through a roundabout way you could end up in that job. but. That's a that's a fit. That is mm-hmm. a fit issue, you yes. know, and th- there are majors. If you're interested in forestry, yeah. you know what the school we teach at probably not the best fit. So there are curricular things, major things like that. Um, I think there's also co-curricular things. I think there are, um, you know, we you talked about sports, intercollegiate sports, club sports, things like that. Or maybe you're like, I really want to write for the school newspaper. Mm-hmm. Well, what does the school newspaper look like at mm-hmm. that school? I think there there are things like
0: that. And is it open to any student, or is it just an extension of a journalism? Exactly. Major? Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. And then thinking about location, I think is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's uh, urban, suburban, rural, online. I mean, close like, to home, far mm-hmm, from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Climate. You know, I I think. Uh, we're both Minnesotans. Now you left Minnesota did, to go yeah. away to school. And I don't know did that, how much that factored in for you um, in terms of climate. Like,
0: I, I told myself it did. in retrospect. I'm not sure it made that. I mean, like that was, but I mean, I think one thing I'll just say here is sometimes like it's very hard to define it. So you have to come up with reasons to sure. explain to yourself and maybe more importantly to other people. And I think that almost became like shorthand for me. I didn't really want to say I wanted to be far away from my parents, and instead, mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I just want to go to a different part of the country, and I want to be away from Minnesota winter, which uh, happened to be away from my parents until they moved to Virginia, like two right. months into college. Right. So that, that failed.
1: But I think that's a big part of it. And mm-hmm. then there is there is there is literal like meteorological climate, but mm-hmm. then there's also campus climate. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's that. Now we're getting to some things that schools think intentionally about, like how do you create uh, a climate that's going to be uh, enticing to students, going to be welcoming to students." Uh, you want to think about demographics and diversity. What do you want the student body at the school you go to to look like? What do you want the faculty to look like? Do you want – I mean do you want to go to a place where everybody looks like you, comes from a same socioeconomic background? Do, are you uh, explicitly looking for, for diversity, for something different than you? Yeah. And then, and then the last thing I put on my list is just vibe, like – which I, I think is actually a big thing. And this is the kind of thing you can – you could maybe get a little bit by looking at a website or something you get in the mail, but there is something to a campus visit where, um, I mean, I will say when I came down to my decision, uh, a word that, that fits closely with the word fit is feel. It felt mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And that's another amorphous thing. It's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> right. But you know it when you feel it. You do.
0: Right. And we'll come back to that. We want to spend some time like – how do you figure out these things? So we'll talk a little bit about like what sources you go to, how you get that sense of uh, feel or vibe. But let, let's let's I think drill down a little bit into. so what is a fit? But I think you also have to ask fit with what, mm-hmm. right? Or a fit maybe with who? So for example, I mean, are you talking? Are we talking in terms of fit with an entire institution or with some specific aspect of it? Like, I think sometimes you think, well, I I just feel like I fit in at this university, but maybe what you really mean is I feel like I really fit in with the swimming team at this university or with the physics program at this university or uh, maybe a particular dorm or something. Um,
1: Well, because that's actually – I mean, that's going to be more likely to be the case because – the very rare student is the student who acts, who interacts with the university culture as a whole, yeah. and that is their primary way of interacting with the university. That would actually be a very strange college experience. I well, think. I think
0: it'd be a way of summing up. Maybe like you move in lots of different circles, and is there a kind of a common theme running sure. through them, where your kind of those experiences are reinforcing each other? But yeah, I, I mean, I would suspect most people's experience of college is really going to be defined by a few particular you know, programs, people, locations, Mm -hmm. experiences, activities, right? I mean, like, I think we hear this on the other side when we, and you're an alum, right, Mm -hmm. of of this place, and I talk to a lot of alumni of this place. I'm not sure in the end, I mean, A, how strong their connection to the university is. And even if it is strong, it's probably mediated through to the department or to the mentor or to the athletic team of some sort. Like, that, that seems like a fairly not surprising sort of outcome is as you think back over was it a good fit you don't necessarily think about the macro culture of an entire institution and community you think about a subculture or a smaller community or a set of relationships or experiences with within it
1: I think another piece to this you know as you're thinking about kind of what you're looking for what it's trying to fit in with um, another piece that I think we probably don't think enough about is um, kind of what is your relationship to uh, to your education in, you know, t- to come. And I'll give an example because that is a very vague sense, what I said. Uh, employment. And I don't mean employment after college. I mean employment during college. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a school <laughs> where you can get a job on campus, where you can live on – where, like, your whole life is kind of in campus? Or are you looking for a place where it's like, I am going to be going to school, but I am go- I am planning on working – Uh, 20 hours a week, and we can get into why that might be a bad idea. But I'm going to be working 20 hours a week, so is this school conducive to somebody who is working, you know, part time to that degree or to working full time to that degree? Because I will say. Um, That is one of the heartbreaking experiences I have working here is when I encounter students who come to a school like this, which is not built for somebody working full time Mm -hmm. and will be halfway through a semester and I will talk to the student and it is clear they are working 30, 35, 40 hours a week. And I just have to say, like, what you're doing is not a sustainable thing Mm -hmm. here. And that's what that becomes a fit issue. It's like, so one of those things needs to change, you know, and, and sometimes you have the power to change that and sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah, and, and sometimes that relates to the kind of things we'll talk about next week, cost and value and mm-hmm. how you pay for college and all the rest. Another version of that might be like, are you going to live on campus or not? I just want to mention that to remind myself to come back to that because I think often – it's almost through really the kind of residential community that colleges are going to convey us the sense of fit. So I mm-hmm. want to come back to that. Um, one thing we should have said that hopefully you've already been thinking about is you really should be putting this episode in conversation with our second episode, which is why are you going to college in the first place? So again, there are lots of reasons, and they might steer you towards um, you know one of the specific factors Sam just mentioned or towards finding a fit with a particular part of campus, right? Like, for example, if one of the things that really matters a lot to you is spiritual development, it might matter a lot what the chapel service feels like or what small groups look like in the dorms or how, um, how easy it is to get to know the campus pastors or chaplains on campus. But let's just stick with one particular version of that. What if your main reason for going to college is to take a particular academic program, either because you just love learning and your mind comes alive in that area, or because it leads to a particular career preparation. All right, that's a very common part. That would definitely shape your sense of fit, and that leads really well into a listener question. This comes from uh, Jason and Katie Lind. They ask, when choosing a school, how strongly do you weigh their specialties, and how do you even find out what their strengths are in certain areas? Right. So, Sam, one thing you've already mentioned that's, of course, good to start with is you, you need to look at the list of majors that are offered. And I really think it is majors. I would not put a lot of stock in things like minors. So now you're going to find like endorsements, credentials. But, you know, there there might be you've got a very particular kind of academic and or career related outcome. And um, while there's a lot of overlap in majors, especially in kind of the the core liberal arts, sciences, uh, um, et cetera, not everyone does have a forestry program. Not everyone does have a landscape management program. um not everyone has like uh, um oceanic wildlife program, but if you're in San Diego, maybe you do right like those 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 that's an easy kind of thing where you can just look at the list of majors and get a sense what, what gets harder here is what if you really want to be in psychology, right? What if you really want to be in mathematics? What if you really want to be in English literature or in music or something? Like, you're going to find those everywhere. That probably is going to be an important source of your sense of fit. How do you figure out whether not just that college, but that college's music department or mathematics department or nursing department is a good fit for you?
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I think the one of the big ways to do that. I mean, I always I always whenever I encounter uh, students in the admissions process, is I always invite them to reach out to faculty in that department because what I would want to know, especially if 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 you're somebody who's thinking about career a little bit, mm-hmm. like career post post college, as as you're thinking about this major, is like what do your majors do? Mm-hmm. So in in some of those some of those you might ask a more pointed question, which is. Like, how many of your majors go on to do graduate work? If you are, let's say, you want to go into uh, medicine, you want to go to med school, it's like, well, I would want to talk to somebody in biology or chemistry or pre-med if they have an advisor does that specifically and, and find out, like how many of your people who are seeking pre-med get into medical school in their first year, in their second year of attempts, kind of things like that, because that tells you something about the quality of the education. Mm-hmm. It also tells you something about the culture of the education, because it may be that, that if, if you're going to a school that has a small biology and chemistry department, and yes, people go to med school from there, but if you're one of four people in your year who are pre-med, that's going to be a different culture than there's. You know, thirty-five students in your uh, incoming class who are all looking at med school like that. Then you you're you can identify a community of people who are all on a on a similar track, and that's going to change the way you do that. If you feel like you're the only person doing that here, that that may that may be a little bit more. More complicated. So I think that's one way to do it. I think the other thing to do, and this can get be a little trickier, is um, and this is where I think doing campus visits are important is talking to students who are in those programs, um, especially if you can talk to them apart from an admissions person being there yeah. to just be like, like, what is it like being a student in this? Pr- I mean, basically, they're going to try to sell you on it. I presume right. any student you're going to be able to talk to is going to be trying to sell you it, But like, not just, you know, what do you think about your classes, but, like, like what are other opportunities for research? What are other opportunities for getting involved, for being a research assistant or a teaching assistant? How do you feel about your – not your major, but your department? Do you feel – like, like that's where you're getting into the feel of, like, what, what would it feel like to actually study in this – academic subculture within this university
0: yeah i I think i just want to pick up on a few things and say the first thing here is this is not a question you should be trusting like a university's representative to tell you anything about i mean what what is the admissions counselor going to say no that's actually a terrible department yeah right if you want that you should not come no they, they want you to come to the university they might have certain programs or departments um or like alumni stories they want to highlight But they're not a reliable source in this case and they're probably not very knowledgeable about it Mm -hmm. so I think the two ways you do this uh, first of all is kind of like the passive from a distance first of all I think at this point especially with the kind of schools I think we're probably mostly talking about which are smaller schools in a very competitive environment they're tuition dependent at this point they need to be making a good they need to tell their story well make their case well to possible students and their parents right I mean, you, you should expect them to be figuring out ways to make clear to you, here's the value of this department, here's the strength of this department. And some of that might be, a, here are the different career paths that come out of it, and here's some stories, and here are alumni we can point you towards. It could be quantitative, like in your case, Sam, you mentioned like pre-med, like they should be able to tell you, here are the med schools, and you know, you might need to ask, like, well, is that a good med school or not, but we we'll got to that. Like, here's the average MCAT score, here's the admissions rate, or in a nursing department, here's the percentage of students who pass the nursing exam, and get, I mean, here's the licensure rate, things like that. That's on them. If they're not doing that, that's a red flag to me at this point. Um, past that, you can also do things like, if you're familiar with a college catalog and know how to read that kind of document well, that's not always easy. You get some sense of, like, here's how the major is constructed, Here's the courses that are offered. Sometimes that's hard to tell because those courses might not be offered all that often.
1: But I I would say, I mean, to that point, like something you can do is get familiar with how to read a a college catalog because they are once you've once you've read, got your 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 head around one there 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 are some similarities between them so you can look at well what what would a major like this entail True. like what kind yeah. of things am i going to be doing now you're right you do you don't know how often those courses are taught or how rigorous those courses are taught but
0: and maybe you know. the key thing to point out here like this puts this puts some research ex- expectations on you right mm-hmm. you you cannot just Trust that an admissions tour is going to tell you everything you need to know. You've got to start doing research and learning how to put these uh, comparisons next to each other.
1: I'll give you an interesting example of of how the university, or how representatives of the university, like faculty, will sometimes do this. I often will connect students with professors in physics or engineering, which is a very strong program mm-hmm. here at Bethel, um, and I love to listen to the conversations because. That those professors are interested in, like, well, what interests you about this? What's passionate about you? But they also want to know about your background. Like, mm-hmm. so talk to me about your math background, like, because they know, okay, this is a core, this is a a course of study that's going to be very heavy in terms of how far you're need to going to need to go in a math ma- in a math sequence. So they want to know from the very beginning, like, are you somebody who's coming in where that's going to be a struggle for you to get started on? That doesn't mean you you shouldn't major in this, but they want to know that, or they want to know, oh, are you bringing in calc two before you even start here. So you're kind of on a, you're further along in the track in terms of those things. Like, like, I think that stuff will often also tell you about like how, how much they're trying to sort of help think about how you, how you'll fit into this.
0: But, but the key, and this is maybe a good takeaway from this segment is you need to talk to people who are in the program. And I think that really is both faculty and students. Or maybe we're not even talking about academics. Maybe it's there's a co curricular thing you're mm-hmm. interested. In. I mean, so obviously athletes, you're probably already meeting with a coach. You're being recruited. That's a little different. But you're going to want to talk to athletes on the team and get a sense of what does it look like. I mean, especially you know whether it's Division One or Division Three. Like what is, what does mm-hmm. your week look like? Um, what is the relationship between athletics and academics at this place look like? And that could be true of other things, other things too. So maybe we should uh, come back to this. Um, Maybe the last thing to say here is I was thinking about this question, Sam, is even smaller colleges are pretty big, complicated places where if all this is just kind of making you nervous and think, like, how am I ever going to figure this out? Um, this is a place where maybe I'd say in the end, like, maybe don't worry so much. Like, you will find places to fit in, mm-hmm. too. Like I mean, I I, I think... You find communities, you find, and maybe that starts in a dorm with roommates you have. Maybe it's that you take a class and you realize how much that professor means to you and you get to know like two other people and you keep taking the same classes together. mean, um, like, or maybe it's just a certain place on campus you hang out and like that becomes important to you as a study space and you get to know other people through it. Like, I, I, I do want people to take this seriously because it helps you think about what you want out of college and how that college is going to serve that need. I also don't want you to take it so seriously. You're like, I don't even know how to make a decision or I don't know if I trust myself in the end. Like, I think you do it colleges, what you make of it come back to the, the statement you gave us earlier. Okay. So we, we've kind of hinted at this already, but let's maybe dive deeper into this. How do we, how do we, what do we look for to understand fit? What sources do we go to that are going to give us um, a reliable predictor maybe of this is going to be a good fit for you, or you will find your fit. So I think there are a few we've started to talk about. One we haven't, that I've thought about several times already in this series, that I think this is a more parents now, especially if your child, either by your choice or their choice, is looking at your alma mater. But even, like, if it's not. I think one thing that's interesting about college is often it's just because it's a transitional time in your life, you've got very powerful memories of it and a very strong impression of it. And I think, you know, for better or for worse, accurately or not, your remembered experience of college becomes a kind of source either for a particular school or in general for like this is what college is like right and and sometimes that's reliable like I mean I think colleges do have kind of characters and ethoses and they do have strengths that survive over time but sometimes it's not predictive and sometimes it actually can be misleading you've got to kind of like hold that loosely of like well here's what my experience was here's how it survives in my memory you know that might not always match up to even at that same place here's what my child is going to experience in in that place. And I I think that's just something parents have to bear in mind as they go through this process too. Okay. So let's start with maybe at a distance, you know, it used to be we would get lots of mailings. Maybe that still comes out or we see posters or things, or you go to college fairs and you pick up materials. I think mostly this is mediated online through websites and also certainly through social media um, ads that schools have paid that suddenly pop up in your Facebook or Mm -hmm. something, right? That's not an accident anymore. Um, any advice for what to do with the, the online sources people are going to start looking to, because you've got to start from someplace to narrow it down. Maybe you've done like a geographic thing to narrow it down, but now like you've got to get down from like 20 to 10 or 10 to five. And you're looking around a website, you're looking at a social media feed. What what, what should you be looking for? We've already started to talk about this with like the academic fit kind of problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think you, you maybe can have a list of like, um, Things that either you absolutely have to have. Mm-hmm. So then you could start... Because the website can help you figure out that stuff. Like, um, let's say you were a high school swimmer. And even if you're not hoping to be on the swim team, it's like, I actually want to be at a school that has a pool facility because that's important. I mean, it might be something like that. So it's like, okay, well, as I look at schools, I'm going to... That's going to be something that I'm looking at. Um, that's the kind of stuff that's easy to look up without having to talk to somebody. Like, mm-hmm. like, Like, facilities, things like that cost things yeah. to a degree you can... That stuff you can find on websites. Now, we'll get into costs later because that's also very
0: well, – far more complicated well, I, than just I was just thinking that, though. Like, we'll talk about a whole episode probably about financial aid. And schools often will give some sort of financial aid calculator or at least some sense of here's how we approach – I mean, I think that's information you should look at before you ever talk to a financial aid counselor, for example.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, things that having been somebody who uh, has – taught at a school for a long time like if I if if my son or daughter were starting to look at another school the, the things that I would most want to look at on their website is I would want to look at their general education curriculum I'd be interested in like what do they see as core mm-hmm. like because that tells me something about what they value and it's uh, and it's not just platitudes it's okay oh look you have to take uh, I mean, does this does this institution require a foreign language? That might be something you're either very interested in or very much like. I, I that's something I don't want to do. Or if you're looking at like in their core curriculum, if we're thinking about like how much Bible theology is required, how much uh, philosophy or history is required, how much science and math is required. I mean, those are things that you can look at to say like, okay, well, this is telling me something about what what they value. If you want to dig a little deeper, and here's where we're getting into minutia that. I'm experienced in, <laughs> you can start looking at how they transfer in work, because mm-hmm. I presume a lot of people listening to this are, you know, they're bringing in, you know, PSEO credits or college in the schools credits or, or some sort of early college credits, and you may be thinking, okay, well, I'm curious, how does that Map on to. Um, I would assume a lot of schools have a tool. It may it may be a very helpful or, or a clunky tool, but have a tool to help you think through how your AP scores would come in and how they would work with that curriculum. That's all stuff you can start to do on the website. You can also start to collect um, phone numbers of people to call to say sure. like, okay, well now that I have my questions, now here's who I'm going to call. And it may not be that you want to call the admissions office. It may be oh, I actually just want to talk to their registrar or I want to talk to somebody who teaches in this department. Yep.
0: Uh, And then the other kind of thing, we've talked about campus visits, for example. We've talked about uh, maybe trying to interview faculty students. We haven't even mentioned, like, attending a class, attending a sporting event, attending a chapel, like that. I would guess, I don't know how customizable this is every place, but to some extent there's probably, like, fixed elements of your campus visit. And then there's probably also some degree which you can say, I, I'd really like to talk to a physics professor, right? I'm thinking about this. Uh, i really like to talk to a campus pastor. I'd really like to talk to someone in athletics, right? Um, the other thing to think about is word of mouth, right? And this is another kind of amorphous category, but at least be sensitive to um, what have you heard from whom and how has that been shaping your or your students' impressions of what college is like? Because I think those often are those kind of testimonies can carry a lot of weight, um, you know, for better and for worse.
1: Well, that's interesting because I think about being in high school and um, I mean, I presume this is still true that if you're, say, a sophomore in high school, you have friends and maybe classes with people who are juniors or seniors. So as they go off to school, like check in with them, you know, after at Christmas time or something to be like, so how, how's like get their read on And, and again, everything with a grain of salt, like think about, well, who is the messenger of this experience? Uh, but I think that's a, that's a helpful way to be like, how did you, because that is somebody who's coming potentially from a, a, a similar, at least a similar school, if not even a similar kind of life situation going then to this school. Say, so, well, how did that transition happen? What surprised you? Mm-hmm. Um, what are things that, that you really like about it? What are things that you would change about it? How do you feel about the choice that you made? Like, you actually do know people who are in college. If you're a, you know late into your high school career, you probably have people you could easily talk to and have um, uh, unfiltered conversations with.
0: Yeah, and then there might be alumni of the college working as teachers or coaches or mm-hmm. pastors, right? Um, now, one question you asked, Sam, I, I I was not even street smart enough to think about, but I think now that you mentioned it, it's really important. Um, how do college try to convey fit, and how do colleges try to shape fit? So, I guess I partly did think about this in terms of colleges are not kind of like disinterested objective observers of how websites are being i mean they are they're trying to tell you a story and they're trying to curate a certain image of themselves right and even like the campus experience right like the tour is not just thrown together like it's definitely trying to tell you a certain story of college what what did you have in mind when you asked these questions
1: well i I mean i was i was thinking about uh uh, two things come to mind so uh a week ago actually with uh katie and jason they their family of mine um i jumped into a tour that they were on Mm -hmm. uh and i was talking with with them about this and it was interesting i said yeah they the tour makes sure to always stop at certain places because like this is our this is one of our most beautiful academic departments, so like we want to show you, like, you know, picture yourself here, and it's like, well, yes, if you're in that major, maybe you, you know, so, so like you want to think about, uh, you know, sort of like there, there's that degree to which which a, a tour is tailored to show you some of that stuff. That's not bad, but just mm. know that you I mean. Go into that with your eyes open. And and I think, you know, the more you can kind of wander around a little bit, too, and see some see things, uh, you know, get off the uh, yellow brick road a little bit and, and kind of see the rest. I think that's helpful. And, and you may find stuff that actually is more attractive to you than the stuff on the tour. Mm-hmm. I think another way that s- schools, um, and I would say proactively try to shape fit, and this isn't just in the admissions process, but in the, the time years, I mean, I think the way schools – Sometimes actively think about diversity to be like okay if if we want um and if i 'll use Bethel, Bethel as an example, like if Bethel wants to be a school where um students of color feel more than welcome they feel at home, well, part of that is about well how do we create?" uh, spaces and opportunities? How do we recruit enough students that you don't feel like you're the only person here? So like that is a conscious way to shape fit. I think like in how you recruit and who you recruit and how you, um, help fund those students that can help change the feel of a campus. And that can help change then a student's perception of
0: fit. Yeah. The last thing I'll just add here, going back to the website is, uh, I think it's always a good idea to look at, I mean, we call it Bethel News. There's usually some sort of like internal news, PR kind of operation within a college. I, I would think about what are the stories the college is telling about itself, and then I would also start to notice what stories isn't it telling about itself. Like what areas get featured a lot and what doesn't. I I would say one thing that's really encouraged me the last couple of years at Bethel because we debate a lot about. We're a, we're a liberal arts college right but it seems like a lot of students are doing professional kind of job training programs you find a lot of stories actually about say history majors like one that went up uh, on Friday was about a history missional ministries major who got connected to Bethel through young life which is a parachurch group right we've we've had um, like alumni featured who have done interesting things with their degree that I mean like to me as not just someone with a history major myself, but whose son at least is very likely to be a history major, I'd be very sensitive then to a college that claims to be a liberal arts college and never tell stories like that. Only tell stories of here is the CEO who went through the business marketing emphasis mm-hmm. program. Um here is the doctor who went through biochemistry and never ever tries to tell stories about those other kinds of fields that are there in the curriculum, right? They've got a major somewhere, but they 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 seem to be rather silent about them. Um, and I think it just takes, like, this is not an easy thing to do, but we're all trying to be good consumers of information. You just have to look at a lot of these to start learning uh, what to listen for and and what is notable by its absence. Last question, and now we can turn the whole thing on its head. Is fit even something you should be looking for? Can't we make the case that in some respects you should not be looking for fit because... Isn't college a place to explore difference and diversity? Isn't this a place to get to know people with different perspectives, maybe different beliefs, and different expectations than you? Um, I mean, isn't fit potentially dangerous because it just means you're trying to find like-mindedness? I mean, this maybe goes back to our discussion maybe last week about feeling safe on campus, and that's an understandable feeling, but this is supposed to be a place where you are challenged and supported, and you're going to transform and grow, and can you do that? If what you're really looking for is just, I want to be around something that is comfortable and familiar and similar to me. How would, how would you advise a student wrestling with that?
1: Well, I think, I think that it is that that I would advise that student to start to think about fit in the ways you're talking about mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, what are, you know, after you go on a campus visit, say, so okay, what are the things that are, what are the places here or the groups here where you're going to feel instantly at home? And what are the things that are gonna stretch you? Mm-hmm. And, and and instead of thinking about one of those is about fit and one of those isn't, say, so well that's actually both about fit, right? Because that's that is part of the goal. Or or what are the things you can do to stretch yourself? Because that and that is part of this, like it is what you make of it. And I do think you shape fit a little bit as well. Like you can be at a place part of this is personality. You can mm-hmm. be at a place and be like I am um I am I feel totally on the outside here and you can say okay well I'm going to leave because this place I don't fit here or you can say is there a way that I can create a space where I fit or create a group where I fit or find those disparate people and all of a sudden I feel like I do have community here and you know and again some people's personalities and I will admit to having one of these like I define myself better in places where I don't exactly fit. Mm. Um, So if I was thinking about fit, uh, it's why I didn't go to a school like St. John's is because it would have been on by one definition of fit. It would have been the perfect fit. Mm. (laughs) But for what I was looking for is like, I I just don't want more. I don't want more of the same. I want to be at a place where I'm constantly surrounded by people who think a little bit different than me because I want to, I want to learn about how they think.
0: I think it—that's probably it's both and right. I think some kinds of hits are really essential. For example, I get back to the question we had from Linz, like if you are someone who has always had a passion for something, or maybe you've had an experience in high school that makes you think this is what I want to do with my life, this is what I want to learn about. I mean, like, you've got to have some sense of fit with that. And that might not even be academic. I mean, again, it might be like, I know that I've got this gift in athletics or in music, or I am want to be leading worship, and so I want, like, a chapel service I can participate in. Like that, you need a sense of fit with. But that's not the only kind of education that takes place in college. A lot of education comes through opportunities to explore to find yourself dealing with different arguments, different perspectives. And in that sense, you don't necessarily want fit. Fit can be a really dangerous and, and stifling thing. And so the final thing to keep in mind is to circle all the way back to where you started with, Sam. Is like um, fit is something you will experience at the outset, but you also will develop over time. And you look back at it in hindsight, and you've just got to always remember this is, we're talking really about traditional undergraduate ages like 18 to 24, it's a transition time in most people's lives. It's a time of self-exploration and trying on identity, right? And, and discovering things about yourself. And so you shouldn't be too surprised that that initial sense of fit will both be confirmed and also challenged. And you'll find different kinds of fit as you go. On, and you're not helpless in that. You can do things to help experience a sense and construct a sense of fit and discover your fit once you're here.
1: Right. And I think I think you raise the important point, which is that you change. And I think the the most heightened example of this is students who study abroad. And I had this mm-hmm. example myself, like you leave, you're, you're in this place for a few years. You leave and you come back and you see it with new eyes. And I definitely came back and things that used to be comfortable weren't. But I all of a sudden realized things that I had never realized were, were now there because mm-hmm. I was seeing something differently. And, you know, and, and part of it was about embracing the fact that, um, you know, mourning a little bit, mourning like, oh, even some like friendships were no longer the same mm-hmm. anymore, but also embracing. But there were these new friendships, these new opportunities that I was now connected with that I wouldn't have been before.
0: And because of that, I think it's really important one way or another, you've got to find ways to process that experience. Um, And that might be, like, with your parents, right, or your siblings or something. But, like, on campus, who are you going to talk about that with, right? I mean, and that's friends and roommates, mentors, professors, chaplains, whatever it is. Or maybe it's, like, that's why you want a place that's got a kind of, like, well-rounded curriculum, right, that you're planning. I've got this professional outcome, but I also want to spend a semester somewhere. And you go that somewhere, and you have your world upended and I'm not sure you're going to process that in your like accounting classes necessarily, but you've still got like an art class left and you've got a psychology class and a history class left. Like that's where I do think generally you want to be coming back to that kind of view of curriculum as well. Like where are you going to find places to make meaning of this experience both in in classes and programs, but also the relationships you form. Boy, I, I don't know if yet again, I'm not sure if we've clarified or muddied, but it's just—it's good for me at least, Sam, to think through this because it is a word we hear a lot on campuses like Bethel, and I never know what I think about it. But I think it actually then helps you think about many other things in the process. So fit is one big factor in the college uh, admissions and experience process. Uh, the other one we we really do need to talk about is cost and the related term value. Sam, I think we have complicated feelings about both cost we do. and value, but we're going to talk about that all next week. Again, if you have questions, you can email us at channel3900 at gmail.com, or if you have responses to this or other episodes, you can send those, uh, those emails to Sam at that address. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for a new episode of College for Christians.